Amen. Can I ask you a favor this morning? Would you stand to your feet as my brother just plays a pad for us? Just first, I know you just got comfortable. Please don't get mad at me. You'll be, you'll be sitting for a few minutes. You know, Brother Dan just gave such a great word. How many believe the Lord is in this room right now? He's here. He's here. Why go five more minutes in this room without being sure that you're right with God? Eternity is a long, long time. The worst thing that ever happens to anybody, and there can be debate, well, this, this could happen, and there's tragic things that happen. I heard of a, a young boy, matter of fact, it's happened twice in the last couple of weeks in India, where a teenager hung himself because his daddy wouldn't give him a cell phone. There's parts of our world, we do a lot in Zimbabwe to feel that you can never know fulfillment in life unless you have the three C's, cash, a car, and a cell phone. And so there's terrible things that happen, but the worst thing that happens to anybody is to die and go to hell without Jesus Christ. And some can wonder, well, you know, Greg, I thought God was a loving God. I thought he was a good God and this, you know, whatever. He is a good God. He is a loving God. He, he wants none to perish, but all to come to repentance. He doesn't want one person to ever die and go to hell. That's why 2,000 years ago, the Lord just didn't shout from heaven, I love you. Romans says he demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, God loves you. So much so that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him would not perish. The forgotten word in John 3:16 is the word perish. The people that reject Jesus Christ and that breaks the heart of God, they perish in its eternal separation from the Lord forever and forever and forever. That's not what God wants for anybody breathing in this room. He said, I've come to give you life and life to the full. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You say, well, Greg, well, okay, but how does that affect me? Well, Romans says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because we've all blown it, we've all come up short, we've all sinned. Everybody needs a Savior. And wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, we're going to give a call at the end, and, but, but why not accept Christ right now? Why not accept Jesus right now? in this room. There's no greater decision anybody can make than that moment they say, Lord, I've, I'm not talking, let me say this, but I mean this. This isn't about being Catholic or Protestant or Methodist or Presbyterian, an Eagles fan, Steelers fan. It's not about those things. It's about have you ever called on the name of the Lord to forgive your sins and save your soul? If you've never done that before and said, Greg, you know what? I'm standing here today. I'm in the, the stadium seats. I'm watching online. I'm here, whatever. And you cannot remember with some degree of clarity ever receiving Jesus as Savior. This is your moment. And all I'm going to ask, Greg, if that's you, say, Greg, I'm here today, and I would like to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior right now. He stands at the door and he knocks, but we have to open the door and let Jesus walk into our hearts. Amen? He's knocking on somebody's heart. Now, whether you enter the door, he's still knocking. He's knocking. And I'm begging you on a gorgeous Sunday morning before Thanksgiving to enter the door and let the love of Christ come into your life. If that's you, how many think somebody ought to get saved right now? Somebody give a shout. Come on. The Lord is Savior. I want to ask you, I want to ask you this. If that's you and you know who you are, you say, Greg, this is going to be my moment. I'm going to make a decision today. Whether recommitment, maybe you've drifted, but maybe you've never received Jesus as Savior or can't recall ever, and you want to accept Christ right now as a Savior, I want to ask you to do something. Lift up your hand right now where I can see it. Sorry, Greg, it's me. And keep it up. Anybody? Lift it up high where I can see it. Anybody in this room? Say, Greg, it's me. Today, I want to get saved. I want to receive Christ. Anybody upstairs? Anybody? I'm looking. I, I can't. I don't have sweat in my eyes yet, so I'm doing. I don't even see a hand right now. Is there anybody? See, lift it up high where I can see it and say, today, for the first time, I, 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 okay, I see a hand right there. Come on, somebody clap. Somebody give God praise. Anybody else? Anybody else? Wave it at me if you're waving your hand. Anybody else? I, I don't, I, over there. Okay, come on. Come on, come on. Somebody give God a big old praise right now. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How about up there? Anybody up there? Anybody up there? Wave it if it's you. Now, here's what we're going to do. 
Someone's pointing over here, right there. Come on, give God a shout for that woman right there. Getting saved right now. Come on. Here's what we're going to do. You know, it's okay sometimes to start with dessert. You know that. You know that's okay, right? If you just raise your hand and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're in a place where people love you and they care about you. I'm not looking to embarrass them. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Can someone give me a big amen? When Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he didn't die in somebody's shed or garage. He died on a hill where the world could see him. Not how much he loves you. He said, if you're not ashamed of me down here on earth, I'll not be ashamed of you, my Father in heaven. If you just raised your hand a moment ago, it's selfish on my part, but I want to shake your hand and pray a prayer over you. If you just raise your hand, come stand right here, quick, right now, if you raise your hand, just come, quick, that's it. Come on, that's it, come on. Come on, that's it, come on, church, clap while they come. Just so proud of you. We're gonna pray, you can stay right here. Come on, keep clapping, they're still coming, come on. Come on, there's still some more, come on. That anybody else, come on, don't miss this. Anybody else? I know it's a big step. We're going to pray for it. Stay right here. Stay right here. Anybody else, come on. Come on. Come on. If you didn't raise your hand, come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't miss your moment. Come on. Love you, brother. Love you. Just those keys for a little bit. Just those keys, plant a nice path. Would you lift your hands up all over this room? If you have a loved one at the altar, if you have a friend at the altar, if it were me, I'd be knocking people down to get up to this altar. You want to come stand behind them right now? Please feel free to come right now. Anybody? That's it. You're already here. Wonderful. Wonderful. Just stand. That's it. Let them know you're there. And you three that came up, I want to lead you out loud in a prayer. It's a simple prayer to help anyone receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. You'll never be the same ever again. No matter who you are, no matter what you've ever done, the blood of Jesus Christ is going to wash away your sins and make you brand new. He's going to give you the gift of everlasting life. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer to help you invite Christ in. And I'm not going to just ask them. I want to ask for everyone in the room and that's watching online. You might be sitting in front of a Wawa getting saved right now, watching on your little iPhone right now with hands lifted as an act of surrender. Let's lift up both hands as an act of surrender right now. And would you pray this out loud in prayer with me right now? Here we go. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to do what no one else can do to come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and save my soul. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross, rose up from the dead, and I receive you now as my Savior, as my Lord, and as my God. I give you all my sin, but I give you more than my sin. I give you myself. I want to follow you now. Help me to walk by your side, to never go back to my old life, but to follow you, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of heaven, the promise of eternal life. I will never be the same again. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In your name I pray, amen. Somebody shout to God this morning. Somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, there's some... They're going to give you some big old hugs or whatever, and they'll give you a little packet with information, Father. As they make their way back to their seats right now, bless them. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the miracle of salvation right now. Can we give, as they make their way back, can we give Jesus one more big old hand clap right now? Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for coming. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. Now have a seat. Go ahead. Have a seat. Thank you, worship team. Thank you so much. Brother Drummer, you're really getting into those drums, man. Way to go. Way to go. 
Way to go. I love that. Love that. What a great team. Amen. Are you grateful for gifted people? How many can't wait to get to heaven and have to actually be able to sing or play drums or whatever? I can't wait. Man, I'm going to be a Pentecostal Buddy Rich when I get to heaven. If you know who Buddy Rich is, you're older than dirt. You know that, right? But I want to go to God's Word. I know what time it is. Relax. It's all good. But don't you love seeing Jesus save people? That, that's what it's all about, the Jesus Christ transforming lives. And I uh, just want to share a couple thoughts, and we'll just believe God. So I know what time it is. It's all good. But I want to read this morning from Psalm 121, verse 1. And we'll read the whole Psalm, only eight verses. We're going to skip around a little bit and read a, a, a few scriptures here this morning. But the big idea today is the importance, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the lifting up of our eyes. God is saying to the church, to all of us, it's time to look up in these last days. So Psalm 121, if you're searching for it in your Bible, it's right after Psalm 120. How's that to help you out? Psalm 121, verse 1 says this. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. For when he watches over you, will not slumber. And he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as a protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keep, uh, keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. And verse 8 says, the Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. That's Psalm 121. Then Gospel of John chapter 4, verse 35, it says this. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Let me read that once again. You're the same four months between planting and harvest, but I say wake up and look around. Some translations use the phrase look up, but look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. That Luke 21, 28 says this. So when all these things begin to happen, stand up and look up for your salvation, it says, is near. I know from many folks in the room, uh, the last couple of years or whatever, some, some challenging times. There's some where death has come to your home. Uh, there's some this morning that have recently lost loved ones. And you're uh, uh, approaching a Thanksgiving and a Christmas season. Uh, what, what life will be like without that loved one around the table? Uh, the, the economic pro problems and uh, the businesses that are out and, and the, the changes in our, the landscape of our economy and, and that we see the, what's happening in, in our nation. Not just the moral decline, but the acceleration of moral decline in our country. It, it, it's been disheartening. It's been discouraging. And so we look around us. We're, we're approaching uh, what's supposed to be a, a festive time of year. And I've heard from some people, I'm sure not you, but some of say, you know what, I, I just want to get through it. For some folks, they say that every year. I, I just want to get through it. Listen, God wants you to do more than just get through it. He wants to bless you. He wants to fill you. He wants to encourage you. And, and we, we just, we, so we see this in uh, the conditions in our world and, and, and the, the, all the things happening on television, all these things, in, and, and the word from God this morning, it's time to lift up our eyes and to look up. The Bible talks a lot about our eyes. Matthew chapter 6, 22 says this. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the lights you think you have, are, have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. How about Psalm 119.37? I want you to see this. The Bible talks a lot about our eyes. And the victory that you walk in or the next few weeks and, and months says, the comes and goes, will have a lot to do with how you focus your eyes. So Psalm 119.37, it says, turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Psalm 25, verse 15, my eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. 
Uh, Job 31.1, it says, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. How about Proverbs 17.24? Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Uh, church, as you and I approach this wonderful time of year, I will challenge you to do three things with your eyes. The first one, simple. It's all about Psalm 121, that we must lift up our eyes to the one who is our helper. You look at Psalm 121, and uh, uh, the psalmist was in trouble, and uh, uh, something may be fleeing, but in trouble, in great danger, it was worried both day and by night. But then he does something, uh, as he's fearing things, whatever, he makes a decision. In tough times, psalmist, David makes a decision, I'm going to lift up my eyes. And not to the mountains, in a sense, uh, when you think of a mountain and how vast and maybe armies, whatever, but the mountain of God. He says, I'm going to, are the mountains? No, my help comes from the Lord. My prayer for somebody breathing in the service is that God gives you a fresh, clear revelation that the Lord wants to be your help. And the psalmist talks about things, but he's overcome with danger and trouble. He decides to look up. And by looking up, by focusing his gaze to the one who's his helper, and verse number, number two he makes reference to the God who is omnipotent. He speaks about looking up to the one that made the heavens and the earth. Listen, if God made the heavens and the earth, God's big enough to take care of the battles that you're facing. God is omnipotent. He's the God of all power. There's nothing, I'm not minimizing your battles, but I magnify the power of God that wants to be your helper. He's omnipotent. But then it tells us also in verse 3 and 4, he looks up and, and the Bible tells us that God never sleeps or slumbers. Rob and I, we have a little, little table by your bed. We have a little, little plaque It says this. It says, before you go to sleep, give God all your troubles because he'll be up all night anyhow. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to bed, looked at that thing, looked at that thing, and I thought, i got some stuff to give you. How many are glad that God is up all night watching over you? And so, he's not only omnipotent, but friends, he is omnipresent. He is watching over every believer on the face of the earth 24-7. He is omnipresent. And my friend, he's moving all over the world. So when the psalmist says, I'm going to look up, he said, my God's omnipotent. My God is omnipresent. And, uh, and then in verse 3 and 4, it speaks of the, the fact that God is omnipresent. Verse 5 and 6, that he's a compassionate God. Aren't you glad God cares about you? Some have a vision of an angry God, kind of cranky, kind of, you know, don't know. Listen, our God is full of love and mercy. He's holy, he's righteous, and he's just. But my God is a God who's full and rich in mercy. And so when the psalmist says, I'm going to lift up my eyes, he's saying, my God is omnipotent. My God is omnipresent. My God's compassionate. And then the end of the psalm, he talks over and over how God's watching over me. That God's watching. Our God is watchful. One of his names is Zoroi, which means I am the God that sees you. So here's the big idea, very simple. Who is it in this service? And Satan is looking to rob you and suck every ounce of joy out of your life over Thanksgiving and Christmas. And God's saying to you by the Spirit, he said, I want you to shift your eyes I want you to look at me. Look up, the psalmist says, and get a vision how good God is, how strong God is, how faithful God is. It isn't always that easy. Remember the prophet in 2 Kings chapter 6? Remember the prophet uh, when uh, they woke up that morning, surrounded by the enemy? I picture Elisha, he's in his tent, uh, kind of getting together or whatever, and uh, his servant walks out, gets the curing machine. Somebody say thank God for the curing machine right now. Come on. Whoever invented that is on a yacht, in the, a yacht in the Caribbean as we speak. I picture the servant walking out, whatever. He's making coffee, whatever. And, and uh, he walks out and he sees the enemy all around. Basic Bible, elementary. And uh, he freaks out. You know how many folks right now are freaking out? Even in the church world, they see all that's happening in our world. They see nothing but the enemy. They, they only can discern demons and devils and problems. And so the servant goes and he, he, he says, he sees the enemy. 
And he goes and gets the prophet and says, God, we got problems. The prophet walks out. You know your Bible. The prophet walks out and he sees the enemy, but he also sees the angelic armies of heaven that are around the army. And the prophet did this. He prayed for God to open the eyes of the servant. But somebody breathing that's saying to you, I want you to look up, but I want to open your eyes. I want you to see how good God is. I want you to see how strong God is, how faithful God is. And the prophet said, can open up his eyes that he might know because he said, those with us are more than those who are with them. My prayer this morning in the name of Jesus Christ for somebody to look up and get a fresh vision that God is going to be your helper in these last days that we're living. I know numbers of us, we just saw three people that lived out Isaiah 45, 22, that we have looked to the Lord to save us. When three people a moment ago raised their hand up and walked up to this altar and said, today, I received Jesus Christ as Savior, what they did was they looked up to Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. How many believe that Christ is the Savior of the world? So if you're a believer, aren't you glad that you looked up to Christ? How many are glad that God saved your soul? Come up. So, but he doesn't just save us. Uh, Hebrews 12 speaks that we can look up with the God who saves us, but also the God that keeps us. I love Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the, uh, uh, the life of faith, let us uh, uh, strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the, uh, the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Greg, I don't want to fall away. I, I, I don't want to drift. By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Now we are seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. My prayer at this altar in a few moments is for someone to get blasted by the help that only comes from the Lord. Wouldn't it be amazing for God to heal someone this morning? I, matter of fact, I rebuke every cancer, every sickness, every disease. Wouldn't it be amazing for God to heal somebody? I come against pain. I come against every attack of the devil against your body. He is Jehovah Rapha. He says, I am the God who heals you. And so this morning at the altar, what God's saying is, uh, he says, I want you to shift your phone. I want you to look up. See me as your helper. For God before you, who can be against you, church? I want to tell you about a young man named Ben. We're, we're live streaming, I think. This, we're, we're going to call him Ben. His name is actually Ben, by the way. And uh, I'm very immature. I just enjoy doing that. Robin's so sick of hearing that. You hear it once a week, wherever we are. I'm so sorry, baby. But his name is Ben. Ben's from India, northern India. A small village. His father's a great man of God. District superintendent in the assemblies in a rough area. Serving Jesus, brother of G. Daniel. But Ben is now a freshman at the University of Valley Forge. God called Ben to the ministry. You know, Re Rebecca's here, a Romanian daughter. She's here, and Rebecca, you would know this more than most, what it is to, I, I left Massachusetts to go to Pennsylvania to Bible College. I, and I cried for two weeks. I was homesick, whatever, until I met Robin, and everything changed. Come on, can I get a big amen? I was sitting in chapel one day, and this girl got up and sang, and I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, hallelujah, <laughs> great is thy faithfulness, and whatever. But um, that's a different sermon. But, um, but I was homesick, so Rebecca, so Ben leaves India to come to America. That's huge. The culture that changed, and, and, and uh, when, when Ben was filming, took him to the airport, a, a big deal, never flown before, and never in America before, and just, just, never, just never mind, just college, but a new culture, new everything. And to get to the airport, nowadays, all the papers you gotta, and, and just, you have to have a, a, a student visa, it's called an I-20, and um, all that stuff, whatever. So Ben's in the airport going through all the different things you gotta go through, and he gets to the gate. He's had a tearful goodbye to his family, the emotion, mom and dad letting the Sending out their son to do the will of God. Big step. Aren't you glad for people that look up and do whatever God calls them to do? They don't play it safe with their life, but they choose to do the will of God. Someone yell a big amen if you're thankful. For, I'm thankful for that. And so Ben's at the gate ready to board the flight. What do you realize? I, I don't have my student visa. 
during one of the processes of going from one table to the next, whatever, one of the, 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 the whole airport personnel, they forgot to give Bennett paperback. And just, they're in India, the airports are crazy, they're busy, I mean, just all, whatever. And, uh, and, and Ben realized, I, I don't have my visa, I got my boarding pass, so Ben could get on the plane, but without the I-20, would not get access into America. At Newark, they'd say, look at no I-20, you're going back, you're going back to, Del to India. And so Ben said, he realized that this is moments before boarding. And he called up his father and said, Dad, uh, I can't find my I-20. Uh, one of the, uh, the, the personnel here, uh, they, they, they gave me all my papers in, but, but forgot to give me this in. Dad, uh, he, he said, Dad, I, I want to go home. I, I want to come home. And imagine the, the emotion of that moment and the trauma, whatever. And uh, his dad, they pray on the phone. And dad said, he said, son, do get on that plane. Son, get on the plane and sit in your seat and trust Jesus with this. Uh, now, that's one thing. Um, uh, you know, this kid's 18 years old. And uh, so, so Ben, he got to the plane. His parents had texted me and uh, pray for Ben, whatever. And Ben's sitting. Imagine sitting in your seat with a sense of, I, I don't have all my paperwork and whatever. And God, what are you, what's happening in the fear? And so much easier just to go back home and say, you know what, God, you must not be in this. I got a problem. And folks, listen careful. My friend, they were moments away from shutting the door to the plane. And a flight attendant, sir, or making sure everyone's in their seat, whatever. When a worker comes running in the plane, holding a paper saying, is there a Ben Daniel? Is there a Ben Daniel? They said three minutes before they shut the door to that plane, a worker ran on the plane with Ben's papers. He said, I sat there in my seat. Listen, the crowd on the plane heard. Is anyone here named Ben Daniel? But Ben heard another voice saying, Ben, I am your helper. I've got your back, Ben. I'm going to see you. I'm going to bring you through this. There's somebody in this service. And God's saying to you, look up. Look up. Don't let some devil beat you up and mad. You get your eyes upon Jesus, and he will bring you through. Come on, somebody. He will bring you through. So number one, we lift up our eyes to the one who helps us. Aren't you thankful that our help comes from the Lord? Somebody shout a big yes. And there are people... Over the next few days, honey, I'm yelling a lot in the second service, aren't I? I'm working extra hard, whatever. Here's the deal. This number, over 600 bags, was it, Pastor Scott? Is that right, 600? You know how many people around Burst County are going to sit back on a Thanksgiving with a bag full of gifts and food, whatever, and say, God, I had no idea, I had no idea, but Lord, you are my help. You're my helper. You're my helper. How many in the room can say, there's been moments in my life when I, I just, I was, my back was against the wall, but God came through and brought me out and gave me a miracle. That's the God that we serve. That's our God. You say, Greg, well, you know what? Simmer it down. Don't get too emotional. No. Not going to happen. Because Satan is a thief. He's a liar. He's got to steal and kill and destroy. I want you to giggle over Thanksgiving dinner. I want joy to flood you and your family. Not because of the absence of problems. Because of the presence of the one who is your helper, the Bible says. Point number two. Point number two, we lift up our eyes to our help. But my friend, what we must do with point one can be a great problem if we don't do point number two. The same eyes we lift up to our help must be the same eyes we lift to see the harvest. People will only come to God in times of need will never ever be satisfied people. But some of the most frustrated people on the place, face of the earth, because they're all only function, they're only geared, only wired uh, about my Thanksgiving table and my Christmas and, and, uh, and my needs and, and my healing. But in John 4, when Jesus was talking with the woman at the well, and they came back from Chick-fil-A, so it wasn't Sunday, we know that. And they went out to get food, they came back, and they, he was talking to a woman and, and, and asking questions. They were disturbed and troubled. Why is he doing this? Many little areas that you could go in that, whatever. But Jesus looked at them. They're in trouble. He's speaking to a woman, this and that, whatever. And Jesus says, you guys say four months and then harvest. He says, open up your eyes. He's saying, look around. 
the fields are already ripe for harvest. And here's the challenge for all of us, that there must be that sense of the lifting of our eyes to see the lost, perishing souls around us. And listen, not that we don't rejoice over somebody's uh, terrible, eternal plight, but when our problems are small in contrast to the situation, to those who are lost without Christ, imagine, what, what is worse? Uh, what can be worse than dying and going to hell without Christ? Uh, what is worse than that, church? And so we see God telling us that that would be a people that not only see our problems, but, but that we, we look up and, we, yes, we go to God for our needs, but we see the harvest. And here's the deal. In doing so, when someone in this room says, you know what, Lord, this Thanksgiving, Christmas, and not just over Christmas, whatever, but as a lifestyle, I want to have eyes for souls. I want to have an eye for harvest. I want to be a person that's engaged in ministry. Please hear this. That spirit will solve many of our problems. Not, not all of them, but many of them. And a mission spirit will eliminate self-pity. A mission spirit that, that says, there's not, not just talking Africa and India, I'm talking Bruce County, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking those that live next door to us. We say, God, give me eyes. And not just to see my own problems, but, but I want to look up and I want to see my neighbors. I want to see the lost. I, I, I'm preaching in the choir in one sense because you're giving thousands from missions and over Christmas and gift cards. But is there somebody in the room and God's saying to you, you're going to know more joy when you get your eyes off yourself and get them on me of what I'm doing around this world. And religious people hate that. Greg Preach, sweat, spit, do your deal. I got enough problems. My table is key. That's the problem. That's the problem. We're going to know a freedom and a joy like we've never known before when the focus isn't only on our table, but on the tables of others who are broken and hurting. You say, Greg, listen, I'm in the room, and I'm just, listen, there are places of ministry for everybody in this place. I've said this so many times, and I'm going to say it again, that, that I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say 10 years. We've been saved for 10 years. It should be so much less, but I don't want to make any enemies. But if we're saved for 10 years, come on, and can clearly articulate our ministry involvement, something's terribly wrong. But when something happens supernaturally, when we who look to the God who is our helper, and we begin to say, Father, I don't want this to be about me. I thank you for meeting my needs. And yes, Psalm 23, 1, Lord's my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. He's faithful. He's a good, good father. Amen, church. But God, use me. I want to be broken and spilled out. I want to be a vessel. I want you to use me to touch people. And why? Because reaching people for Christ will bring joy to troubled believers. It says in Psalm uh, 126, verse 5, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. I've actually had folks say to me, Greg, we feel so sorry for you. All the travel and just the packing and the airports and, and the danger. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, church? You want to know joy seeing water shoot out of a well in a village in Zimbabwe or watching people come to Christ by the hundreds or thousands or, or seeing a rescued girl in, in Africa or India rescued and saved, whatever. Listen, is there any joy greater than watching God touch the lives of those around us? And so we see this and the, the, the joy, the joy of letting God use us in these last days. Some are going to refuse to do that. But there's somebody breathing in the room. He's saying, I feel a, a, a holy unrest. I feel a stirring. I feel God prompting me to get beyond the seeing of my own hurts. I want to, yes, I want to bring my knees to the Lord. And he's my help. But I want to get beyond the table of hurt. And I want to get beyond and see the fields of harvest. Joy. It says further in Psalm 126 uh, uh, that they weep as they go and they plant their seed. But they sing and they, as they return with the harvest. Proverbs 11, 24, 25 says, give freely, it says, and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. That, that's, that's, I love that verse. Give freely and become more wealthy and be stingy. Lose everything. The generous will prosper, but those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And that's not just about giving money. 
our time, our energy, and I want to challenge somebody uh, to be very practical with this. Uh, to go out to the table, the missions, the whatever, and uh, say, Greg, I want to be involved in ministry. I, I want God to use me, but I, I don't know what that looks like. Listen, don't keep your eyes on him. He knows what it looks like. And the one who knows, well, he'll, show, he'll reveal it to you. And, and will help you get the church. Pastor Maritza and the team will, will help navigate and guide you. And, and listen, the one that says in the house, I want to begin to be used of God in 2022. You watch, you, you're going to get it. You're going to know more. Yeah, the devil will attack you. But you'll know more joy, nor peace, more provision, because God is out to win the lost. So tonight, this morning, whatever time it is, say, Father, today, with all the talk, oh my gosh, heavens, you just had enough of it. People who are now more political than biblical, who've been so focused on, and I get this, biblical, we get involved. I'm not saying that we retreat, but, but, but we don't get weird. We don't get angry and divisive. What, what, mass, no mass, vax, no vax. Let's, just, let's just, just give that to Jesus, okay? Let's keep looking to Christ, okay? Let's not lose focus. And the devil's looking to bring division in the church, and he's doing it. He's doing it well. But let's give the devil a fit in this house in these last days and say, my eyes are on you. I look up. I look up because you're my help. My help comes from you, Lord. And Lord, I choose to lift up my eyes today to see the harvest, to see the harvest. We've learned as our team comes, and Brother Keyboard comes, and it's getting late, I know. Listen, and listen, overseas we've learned, especially in India and in Romania and Africa as well, that Christmas, and things, it's a time of ministry, a time of what can do to bless someone else. I want to challenge somebody in the room to leave the service, go with the family, and say, what can we do this Thanksgiving to bless somebody else? It might be one of our missionaries. It might be helping out with one of the ministries. It may be so practical, but not as like just a, like a, 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 an event, but say, God, I want you to develop in me a lifestyle of eyes that see the harvest. I want to see the harvest. I want to know what it means to, yes, I've got difficulties. I've got struggles, but I lift up my eyes. Uh, you are my help. I, the harvest are, there, there are many folks say, well, great, the world's so bad, and all whatever, our nation, whatever. People are hungry for Jesus, church. They're hungry for Jesus. You can play something for us, brother. Nice pad. Would you do that? You're playing so good. Listen careful. Listen careful. There's somebody breathing in this room. And God's saying to you, I want to help you. I want to heal you. I want to deliver you. I want to touch you. What a God. What a God. We just put in another well recently. And you guys help us missions-wise. And there are now 14 projects provided for in Zimbabwe, which comes over about 125,000 bucks just in the last 12 months. I got a video footage recently of one village, and they're, they're, they're dancing. They're dancing as the water is coming out of the water spigots. He, yeah, someone said to me, well, you know what? I'm not going to mention, someone said to me, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big well person. I said, you would be if you didn't have any water to drink. And now I'm getting video footage because of GT's giving. Not, not the old school. This works too. This works too. But when you're 65 years old, a village woman, this is kind of tough. You know what I mean? I'm tired and I'm doing it without even really pushing on a well right now. I'm just this, this is actually bothering my shoulder right now. But, but, but now these, these solar power systems, you just wake up, get your bucket, go to the church. You turn that spigot. And there's people by the thousands in Zimbabwe because of GT's giving who are getting water and able to say every morning, he is my helper. He's my helper. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. There's folks in this room, they're going to walk out saying, I want to lift up my eyes to the harvest. I want God to use me. I, I want to give my life. I surrender. Be right. Just something crazy. Just, just be, a, be a giver. Be a, look for ways to bless people. And you watch joy come back into your life like you've never, ever, ever known before. Can somebody say amen? Last thing and I'm done. Last thing and I'm done. Don't touch your keys. You know what happens if you touch your keys right now. How many know that? You touch your keys, lightning shoots out of the heavens. And it's just, it's an ugly thing. We don't want that to happen to you. 
I'm done with this, and we're going to close in prayer. It's almost time. Pastor Scott said, try to end by four. That would be great, but I'm going to end right now. We lift up our eyes to our help. Don't walk out beat up by the devil. Walk out to your car saying, my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Walk out with a sense of ministry, souls, people. God, use me, use me, use me, use me. But the last area we're called to lift up our eyes. We must in these days be a people who lift up our eyes for the coming of Jesus Christ. It tells us in Luke chapter, we read this earlier a, a, a bit ago, in Luke 21, so when all these things begin to happen, he said, stand up and look, for your salvation is drawing near. And the Bible talks about it over and over. And uh, there, there in Luke, it talks about, in Luke 21, 25, and there'll be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil. That's happening right now. Perplexed by, by the roaring seas, strange tides. People, this is happening now. People will be terrified at what they see happening or coming on, on the earth. For the powers in the heavens will be shaken. That everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin, not, not when they take place, but when they begin to happen, he said, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Friends, these last days, the days will be characterized by trouble, trouble in nature, trouble in storms, earthquakes. We're, we're laying in bed just a few, we lived down the street just a few days ago. How many felt that? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? We're laying, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. And I, I, just, I mean, it was just something just, I, I said, Robin, what? I thought somebody was on the deck trying to rob our house. So I said, honey, I'll pray. You go check out the decks, find out what's happening out there. I mean, I'm a priest of my home. I'm a, I got to pray for my wife. So, honey, just be with her, Jesus. Watch over Jesus as I'm climbing under the bed. And uh, be with her, Jesus. And you're laughing, but, Robin, we know too much that that's kind of true, don't we? We know that, whatever. But I'm a big boy, but I'm a little boy. He's coming. Earthquakes. It's an earthquake. Then you go online, this neighborhood watch thing. That's a picker-upper, isn't it? The neighborhood watch. That's always a joy to read. And, and you, you know, earthquake, and I felt it, I felt it. And then some, oh, there were three last week. Um, the three, boy, that's a picker-upper, isn't it? There were three last week. Earthquakes, earthquakes. We're living in the last days right now. Trouble in the nations. Come on. Unless you live under a rock and crawl out for church for an hour. Listen, nations in trouble, tensions in war. There's, there's going to be tough times ahead for planet Earth, but we have a message in the last days for tough times. And the message is accept Christ and look up for your salvation is drawing near. It says in 1 Peter 1 verse 6, I'm going to end with this, 1 Peter 1 6, so be truly glad there's wonderful joy ahead. You're not going to hear that on the evening news. It says there's wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Uh, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, uh, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. The Thessalonians tells us the Lord is coming back for the church. How many are looking forward to the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ? Well, Greg, you know what? You know, as I leave this room today, what's the big deal? Heaven, I mean, Greg, I've got, got whatever. You read John 14 this afternoon. Get a bowl of ice cream. Come on. Read John 14, six verses. You'll find some things about heaven. I want you to walk out with a fresh realization. We must look up. Don't lose sight. This isn't what it's all about. There's a, there's a heaven. There's a rapture coming. One day soon, we're going to be with the Lord forever and forever and forever, church. How many can't wait to get to heaven? Come on, church. I, I love Burst County. I love Burst County. I, I love the Wild Missing Farmer's Market. I, I, I just love the area, whatever. I love, Be is it Becky's Donuts? Are you kidding me? Is what is it? Becca's Donuts. Any of you ever been there? When I go to Becca's, I say, Jesus, I want you to come back, but not for 10 minutes. But I'm at Becca's Donuts, whatever. Jesus is coming back. Well, why look up? What's so big about heaven? There's going to be a reunion there. You've got loved ones waiting for you. Come on, look up. Turn off the news and dance around your yard. Heaven's your eternal home. 
man, just speak to yourself. Why so downcast, oh my soul? I'm going to heaven someday. There's going to be a grand reunion. It, it, John says it's a prepared place. If he made this earth in six days and rested in the seventh, if God made all this, dear God, what's heaven going to be like? What's heaven going to be like? He's preparing a place for you. Look up, he says. He's, you know, when you love somebody, you prepare for them. Rebecca, our Romanian daughter, is home for, for, from college at Valley Forge, and, and she, was, she got in late Friday night, whatever. And, uh, and, and so Robin's not, Robin, I'm not embarrassing your baby. I don't mean, to, I don't want to cause any issues, okay? But, but Robin insists on vacuuming as close to her arrival. So Rebecca sees the vacuum marks in the rug. So we're going to lay feet on Robin and pray for her this morning. The name, I'm, only, I'm only kidding you. But she, Robin is just great like that, whatever. And i got to be careful. She's wonderful like that, as a matter of fact. My mother-in-law is a wonderful woman, by the way. And, and, um, and so I was taking down some trash Friday night. It, and and, and I, Robin says, where, where are you going? I said, I'm going to have to take the trash. She said, you can't walk through that room. You've got to walk through Rebecca's room, whatever. And so i, I got to get this. So I'm like next to the wall going out of a room like this. And, and then I, I, I kind of stumbled. And then I'm giving it when she's, I'm trying to just smooth it over, whatever. Whatever. She wants you to walk in that room. I think we've been waiting for you. No matter what you think about yourself. God thinks you're special. He's preparing a place for you. It's a spacious place. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. There's somebody breathing in the service, and you're one glance away from walking this Thanksgiving and Christmas from victory and joy peace. Those things aren't the result of the absence of problems. They result from our eyes looking up, saying, Jesus, my help comes from you. My help comes from the Lord. Use us to be broken and spill out to reach a broken world. And Jesus, even so, come quickly. Let's stand all over the room. You've been, I've kept it too. Let's stand all over the room. If you love Jesus while you stand, I want you to give Jesus, your faithful provider, the biggest hand clap you've ever given him in 20 years right now. Say, thank you, Jesus. You're my faithful provider. You're my God. You're my Lord. You're my God. You're mine. You are faithful. You are faithful, God. Come on, somebody shout to God. Somebody shout to God. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here's how we're going to end this. Just the keys for a moment. Just the keys for a moment. Yes. Have a heart for the harvest. Have a heart for his coming. Or there's some in the room of God saying today, I want you to walk out knowing for sure. I've got your back. I've got your back. I want you to look to me, he says, to be your help. And quick, if you're in the room, if it's healing, it could be for deliverance. It could be, it, it could be for anxiety attacks, panic attacks, fear. I, I don't know. But you say, Greg, I'm in church today, and I got a heavy spirit, and I need to not walk downcast, but I need to take a step of faith and lift up my gaze and say, I look to you. Would you be my helper? Seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If that's you, Greg, I'm here today, Greg, I... I don't want to walk out before Thanksgiving. I'm carrying a heavy load. I'm carrying burdens. I'm carrying sickness, disease. In the name of Jesus Christ, he came to crush and destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. If that's you, say, Greg, I, I, I need a miracle. I want you to give the devil a heart attack right now. 
you'll leave your chair and come stand suddenly. Quickly, I want you to come right now. If nobody will close in prayer, but Greg, I need a miracle. I want you to come up here quick right now. As your faith is, so be it unto you. Just the keys, just, just the keys still yet. Just come all the way in, come all the way in. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's clap while they come, because you're going to get a miracle. Come on, just side by side, just side by side. Come on, come on, come on, Belkin, you need a miracle, come on. Look to the Lord to be your help. Let God be your help. Come on, there's more. There's more, there's more. Come on, encourage them while they come. Encourage them. Demons are hissing right now. Demons are furious right now. But the Lord is in this house. He's here. He's here. Come all the way in. Come all the way in. Come all the way in. Come on. Greg, I need help. I need help. I need help. I need help. I need, I need to, to look up to the Lord for my help. Come on, there's more. We'll close in a moment. Come on. Come on, come on. Anybody else? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Ma'am, you're never going to be the same again. The love of God is all over your life today. He cares about you. 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 We sang a song earlier about God being in that fire. I'm not sure you got something maybe better. Whatever you guys do in a second will be perfect, I'm sure. But we're going to transition right now. The moment they begin singing, you will be dismissed. If the Lord dismisses you, how's that one? No free, let, the Lord's going to do this. And I'm not saying this should be, ever be dismissal, so don't say that. I'm not trying to like, this is more spiritual. But if you sense like, okay, I pray, seriously, I pray you can skip all the way to your car. Saying thanks be to God. It's been a tough 20 months, but she's my help. She's my help. I'm gonna, I want him to be a vessel he can use to win a broken world. And I look forward to his soon return. The moment we begin to say, you got to go, I pray you giggle to your car until you come back on Monday night for the pie. Come up and you walk out with victory. Speak victory. Speak faith all the way to your car. But if you know somebody at the altar, a loved one, a family, you want to come get with them right now, prayer workers, altars, or workers are already at the altar. We're going to go into some worship right now in prayer. There probably will not be a formal dismissal, but we're just going to go into some worship and some prayer because Jesus Christ, our helper, is present and loose in this room right now. He's going to heal somebody. He's going to deliver somebody. He's going to put hope for your family. God's about to write a new chapter for you and your family that speaks of grace and restoration of healing and miracle provision. Amen. Let's lift a hand up all over this house. Father, move around this altar right now. I pray for anointing that breaks the yoke right now. Miracles at this altar in the name of Jesus Christ. So God, healings, deliverances, breakthroughs. Lord, touch your church right now and we'll give you all the praise. We'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. As we sing, let's go to prayer right now and ask God to move at this altar. Standing next to me, you'll be another in the world. Holding back the sea, should I ever be Touching you right now. Miracles right now. Miracles right now. Miracles right now. Miracles in your life right now. In the name of Jesus. Look to the He's your helper. He's your helper. God's got your back. God's faithful. Miracles. Miracles all over your life. He cares about you. He sees you. He knows you. Touch her right now. 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 Miracles right now for my sister. In the name of Jesus. Miracles in your life. Miracles every mountain. Every battle. The touch of heaven. The touch of God on you right now. Miracles in your life. Every situation. Every situation right now. There'll be another in the fire. Touch her right now. Touch her right now. Touch her right now. Touch her right now. Miracles all over your life. Miracles all over you. Miracles right now. 
right now. Power set right me now. free. In the name of Jesus. There is a grave that holds no power. The touch of God right now. now the touch of God right now. The touch of God right there now. Miracles in the name of Jesus. Oh. Miracles, miracles right now. Freedom. There is another Shackles broken. Oh. Miracles. Oh. Miracles. There is another river. my sister right now everything somebody sing it come on would you lift those hands high come on now Miracles meet every need that they brought to this altar. Surprise them with miracles. Touch them right now. Touch them right now. Touch them right now. Touch them right now. The power of God's all over you. The touch of God's all over you. Miracles in your life right now. God says, look up, I'm with you. God says, fix your eyes upon me. Touch right now. Miracles right now. Miracles out of this altar right now. Touch right now. He's strengthening you right now, man. You're not alone. You're not alone. Just lift up your eyes to the hills. For the Lord is your help. My help comes from the Lord. 
another in the wall. Just give him everything. Moses back to the Lord. Should I ever need a reminder? How good you've been to me. I count the joy, I come every time. He's filling you fresh with the Holy Spirit. Because I know that's where you. I count the joy come every time. He wants your cup to overflow. Joy, 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 peace. I count the joy come every time. Ministry, breakthrough. He's going to use you. He's going to use you. I count the joy come every time. He wants to use you. Because I know that's where you. He's about to expand your influence. He's about God is doing something special in this place. But you're dismissed if you need to go. We thank you so much for worshiping with us to today. Him, God is going to we will see you, you next time. For, for, I count the joy I come every Let ministry flow out of us. May the power I count of the Like Ruth, don't let go. Ruth clung to Naomi. I count the joy Orba let go. Back. Ruth held like you hold on. Never let go. He's got something great for you. Got something great for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch my brother right now. In the name of Jesus.